podcast where once a week we argue that old chestnut, which is better, X or Y. Also, a chestnut appreciation podcast. I am Tyler, your host, and the assistant box office manager and education intern of this podcast. I'm your co-host, Jordan, the uh, unemployed engineering student of this podcast. (laughs) And I'm Kevin, I'm also a host, and I'm the pasty, standardized test editing sometime comedian of this podcast. So so you're really the only one qualified to do this. Exactly, um, because I edit standardized tests. As a pasty standardized test editor um because really what what we are is we're we're testing reality we're pushing it to its limits until we find out which which aspects of it are greater than others yeah we're on the highway to the danger zone i engineer the laughs (laughs) and i manage them (laughs) i don't actually contribute I just kind of facilitate the chuckles of others. Uh, hey, thanks, Tyler. I'm the you can be a... intern of this podcast. <laughs> you can be a city worker. Uh, and I, I... should have said, said graduate. I'm actually, I'm actually, um, artist Sam Perry's intern uh, uh, here here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> he has he has a a lot of um a lot of projects that that need uh, managing a lot of social Kevin, media. Kevin is also just uh, George Hampy's entourage. That's true. <laughs> He's the guy who holds the umbrella. Yeah, you're the turtle uh, to his entourage. That's right. <laughs> Please go to georgechampy.com, and I don't actually watch Entourage, so I don't have any references that I can make. <laughs> well, the turtle is just a turtle that he... It's a Galapagos that he sits and rides around. And he ties <laughs> bandanas, too, because uh, he's like, yeah, it's a ninja turtle. <laughs> Or or a little a little bank robber, or a little desperado with the bandana over his mouth. That's just adorable. A little bandito. A, a little sombrero. It's the coolest. So welcome to Ninjas vs. Podcast, the hard hitting real lives true episode that is our one year anniversary. Uh somehow we made it. Sorry for being a week late. On this one-year anniversary. I think it's two, uh, isn't keeping... it? Uh, no. Technically, we started on the 16th a year ago. Oh, okay. That was a Tuesday. But then we started releasing on Thursdays. Because Tyler kept this pushing on the back after later and later. So. <laughs> uh, I, before I was solely an assistant box office manager, I was assisting the director of our first show. And it was opening night. So if you live in Pittsburgh, go see Maple and Vine at City Theater. Uh, Yeah, I was also in college, and I kept having, like, Tess and Dunk. And he also was designing a collage that was very intricate. Yes. I thought you were going to say cult, um, but that's also accurate. Uh, He was also trying to revive the Branch Davidians. It's very hard because they're all dead. Yeah. So thank you so much uh, if you've been sticking with us for the last year. And uh, welcome to Season 2. And if you are a new listener, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, hopefully, we're going to keep going strong. Um, the last intro we tried to do before our internet died on us, we were doing uh, shows that only lasted one season. And here's hoping that we get those six Maybe seasons. Maybe that was an movie. omen. That was an omen. Because, ooh, yeah. wow. I was oh, seriously shoot. thinking, like, what if... Because podcasts never never end midway, as as said by Justin McElroy. They just kind of like there's always 
just a podcast that never happens, that never comes out. And I was like, it would be really appropriate if it was our one year anniversary that was never released. Well, but too bad we're still here. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, yeah. As long unless as you Tyler's have internet goes ahead and drops out on us again. Yeah. yeah. Unless I just screw you that it's not worth it anymore. Um, screw you, so universe. Thank- we're making this episode. Here on Ninjas vs. Podcast, we answer questions sent by you, the listener. Would you rather and versus questions, we hash them out here on the show. And so, without further ado, let's get started. And with further ado, um, stick around because all of the awesome comments that you guys sent in um, saying the things that you like about the show, we're going to read those at the end because we really want to show our appreciation. Or didn't everybody send who in. supported us over the last year. Yeah, anybody, if you didn't, any, then stick yeah. around for a really nice guilt trip. Oh, shoot. Well, and it's going to be delightful. Anybody that didn't send any in, we just made stuff up that we thought you would say, and then we're going to say it. Yeah, classic you, listener. Yeah. So our uh, first question comes to us from longtime listener CJ Zimmerman, who wants to know, which is better, Beatles or Rolling Stones? As in the family of insects and rocks that are moves, and rocks that are moving across a plane. Go. Well, now, so Beatles versus Rolling the, Stones. Can, can insects gather moss? I think they could. They could. They could grab them with their beak. Yeah, I believe that there's actually um, a moss beetle. It's like a dung beetle. Yeah. So from a, from purely a moss gathering standpoint, I think. Which is very important to consider. Yes. It's very important. Uh, Uh, How I'm a lichen, that moss. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, folks. Off to a great two minutes two minutes in and we've already we've already disappointed you. So hope you're in expect another year of this. Hope you're in for eight years of this. Um Yeah. So no, it's like it's actually um a kind of moisture farm where you just collect beetles who collect moss that collects dew. Right. So and then you kind of like squeeze up, squeeze them out now, into a bucket like a sponge. You're a moisture, moisture these farmer. Moisture farms have uh, yeah. evaporators. Am I going to need to speak the language of binary load lifters? Um. Yes, and also uh, bocce. Okay. So 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 if if I you need to be darn good at lawn sports. <laughs> if I go with beetles, then. <laughs> I am going to have for companions a couple of uh, ambiguous uh, robots who just kind of follow me yes. around and just maybe some scrubby nerf. Yeah. Her. Well, we can. Only... Um. Now, advantage of Rolling Stone, though, you can capture that that kinetic energy somehow. I'm guessing because <laughs> these stones are perpetually, uh, if these stones are perpetually rolling. Then I've got to imagine that you can like set those on a treadmill. Or well, something I don't know. Maybe if that. they stop rolling, they just cease to exist. So, like, let's say the the uh, the hill just peters out and eventually comes to a flat point and it stops rolling, and then poof, stone's yeah. gone. Peter Yanch is out. Well, if <laughs> um, if I mean, if they keep rolling, are you saying that this is like an alternative? This is America's alternative energy source, right here, is rolling stones. Yes. Yes. This is this is the um the topic of the foreign policy debate. Okay. Which for some reason was also about the economy and, <laughs> and, and everything energy. and education and um so so you're Whatever. saying if we take these rolling stones and so to speak let them bleed energy uh let it bleed yes. energy then we'll 
This is this is the solution. Let it yes, bleed. Yes, I'm, I'm saying so. Let it bleed. Let it bleed. Oh, let it bleed. Is this is this a let it be goof? Is that what you're doing? Uh, no, yes, I, I was I was doing a Rolling Stones <laughs> "Let It Bleed" goof because that was an album they did. Oh, it was. Um, oh, yeah. well. Well, I just turned it back to Beatles. Um, <laughs> um, well, here, let's look at this from another angle. Would you rather be continually devoured by beetles, like have flesh-eating beetles gnawing at you at all times, or be in a Sisyphus situation where you keep rolling that stone up a hill and you never quite get to the top and then just Wait, wouldn't, it chases you back wouldn't, down again. Wouldn't the corollary be being crushed by a rolling stone? If you're going to get... Well, I'd imagine that... No, you're rolling it up the hill and then you're crushed by it as it's oh, rolling, as it's rolling hill, down. And then you have to roll it up the hill. It's, it's ancient mythology, Kevin. This is a brain podcast. Well, couldn't you ride it down? I mean, if you were smart, that's what you would do, right? How do you ride... Well... In in the sense that a cartoon a flattened cartoon character rides a rolling stone. No, I'm saying I don't if think you're you can rolling like that saddle st- up a rolling stone. If you're rolling that stone for eternity, you better figure out how to ride a rolling stone, you idiot. You have all of time to figure it out. If we could you put a man on a moon super <laughs> super we, low friction gene. Well, we wouldn't, it be, it to just kinda... wouldn't it be similar to uh, Lumberjacks uh, running on logs, doing log rolling? Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. You could then, do that. I'd ima- I, yeah. Uh, oh, hello, amazing flume ride, Rolling Stones. Oh, guess what? I have a multi-million dollar amusement park now, and you've got a In bunch hell. of... <laughs> um yeah what else it's a captive audience what else are people gonna do except pay you 84.95 for admission and to you know what that park? flume ride is really gonna cool them down <laughs> um and you've just got a box of beetles so uh but um, there are gonna be beetles like eating you while you're on the flume ride in hell so yeah that's a good <laughs> well point. at least the beetles or sorry at least the rolling stone is not going to say that it's bigger than Jesus. It knows its place. Those beetles are going to be like, <laughs> oh, we're the best. you know. It's like, Where do they get off? They're pushing around poo. Yeah. Yeah, that's why they're working in Hell's um, amusement yeah. park. Oh, hey, poo pushers. For their blasphemy. Why, yeah. <laughs> Wait, which circle is that? is that? Is that seven? Yeah, I think so. Because kinetic, kinetic energy is, is... Circle of Hell is the demonic beetles amusement park. What? No, no, no. Blasphemy. I think blasphemy is circle seven. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, purposeless movement is circle three, so you're getting off better. Okay. Let's um, now, guys. I want to ask you this. Go ahead. I'll post the video once I find it on uh, YouTube. Oh, nothing uh, like a visual YouTube, component onto a onto onto the Facebook because people are going to want to watch this. Uh, uh-huh. Did I share with you guys the Japanese uh, TV show that had a tournament of beetle champions? Yeah, no, but yeah. it makes me they they makes selected me glad to be alive. They it's selected like cockfighting, right? Yeah, it was essentially that. They selected, I think, it was either eight or sixteen beetles. I think it was eight, and then set up a bracket and had them put them on top of a log, and whoever pushed the other one off the log won the competition. <laughs> so it was that uh... is pretty sweet. There aren't, although I've got to imagine there are plenty of um, reality shows. That uh, you have people climbing slopes and then dumping rolling stones on them, uh, that are probably pretty. Well, amusing. how bo- no? How bored do you have to be to race rocks? Like, oh man, 
I got this got this uh, quartz 18 pounder that's going to really ream the competition. Well, let me tell that's you, Kevin. That's what we used to do in the old days. We would spin hoops and race rocks. Let me tell you, Kevin, uh, Indiana Jones uh, found racing rocks to be a uh, life-saving experience. So. Ooh, that's true. Um, oh, that's pretty entertaining. All right, edibles. Pop rocks versus eating beetles. I would go with well, pop well, rocks. There's more nutritional value to the, to the beetle. Pop rocks are like a party in your mouth. Though. Well, yeah, no, and I disagree, Jordan. Pop rocks have essential vitamins and minerals. There's a lot of vitamin A in there. Yeah, there's... they're rocks, Jordan. Yeah, they're minerals. There's omega three in there. Um, mm-hmm. you know, made entirely with fish. Oil. Yeah. Oh, well, that's where that's where rocks come from is fish that are yeah they yeah, rolled definitely. rolled together in the strata of Earth. Um, which would you rather? use as a post-apocalyptic currency um beetles or rolling stones beetles because they're lighter gosh you're gonna you're gonna yeah but they're also they're not gonna they're not gonna last very long oh like, they have to be live my inco- so it's like oh well i guess they could be dead <laughs> we're trading even live so, they're beetles. gonna they're de- gonna decompose look if if live beetles and are you're your gonna currency? have those guys who keep trying to pass off uh cicada shells as you know actual currency that's no good oh that's a that's a locust son you get that out of here um if live beetles are your currency you're gonna have a big problem with uh currency running away the currency value running away oh that's an inflation joke well you know what forrest gump said um life is like a box of bugs you open it up and they just kind of spread out everywhere i forgot that that was the director's cut i i thought um, I, that yeah that's yeah, the um that's, that's a, the original line well yeah that was um, the original Tom line. Hanks actually improved the the chocolate yeah which and they're like okay give him a new prop take that back some, take that box of beetles away <laughs> how about this oh god they're everywhere how about this guys though uh a rolling stone didn't get aladdin into the cave of wonders Ooh, but a beetle did yeah a golden scarab a golden scarab <laughs> The diamond in the rough. In the rough. Ooh, but the diamond although in the rough that... was a rock. Although, but it was I... not rolling. Oh, not gonna uh, lie. Wait, I was are, are we also including rolling rock? In Aladdin. Yeah, does rolling does rolling stone so include, include rolling, rolling rock? rock? Um, fun fact: <laughs> rolling rock beer is not very good. Fun fact number two. <laughs> I work at their country club during the summer, <sighs> teaching their rich bratty kids how to kayak, and I would not wish that upon anyone. Wait a minute! They, you they pay me. You you worked at Camp Rolling Rock. Yeah, <laughs> Rolling Rock Sports Camp. Camp Camp won a Rolling Rock. Uh, three years. Yeah, we hold you in our hearts. And when we I, think th- about I thought you, you worked at like Camp Pendleton or something like that. I work at I work at Ligonier Camp too. Okay. Back in back in Liggy, born and raised in Western PA, Liggy gets down like every day. All right, we have to make a vote on this. Um, Jordan, what are you going with? Uh, I'll go with Beatles. Reasoning? Um, <laughs> nope, they've got one. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, Kevin? Good point. Um, I am going to go... Starting the year off right. That's right. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, rolling stones because um, you have the potential to attract wild horses with those rolling stones. And, and they they won't drive me away from you, baby. 
I am also going to go with Rolling Stones because I love that bocce. And I also love, <laughs> you know, oh, I love uh, playing playing nine pins with those giants in the mountain and then sleeping for 100 years, <laughs> Van Winkle style. And I'm going to need some Rolling Stones if I want to do that. I thought you were talking about The Hobbit. So, I, yeah, I love sleeping under those misty mountains and guarding my treasure, Rolling Stones. So <laughs> thank you so much for your question, CJ. And the next time you have to choose between Beatles or the Rolling Stones, go ahead with those Rolling Stones. It's... It's a lot of fun to be found. And also, they they aren't pretentious. Our next question comes to us anonymously from Formspring. And the internet wants to know, Ska versus Smooth Jazz. Go. Which is better? Um, well, Smooth Jazz played a prominent role in my junior high life. Uh, oh, yes. How so? Well, well, when my friends would come over for sleepovers, uh, we at like two in the morning we would make taquitos and then listen to smooth jazz. <laughs> KG, and, ta- and then talk about ladies. Every like. every child's dream. Yeah, what was your pillow so, talk like, Kevin? Um, I aren't these taquitos delicious? <laughs> Isn't Sally beautiful? I'd love to listen to this John Coltrane. <laughs> To uh, that sax. Is John so Coltrane mellow. is not smooth jazz. I'm sorry. Uh, smooth the jazz is player Kenny that G. came to mind. Kenny G. Um, Bill Clinton. Smooth jazz album. That's true. It's called p- called Play Me Off Congress. Um, and <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, and I feel like okay, even if you don't like smooth jazz. Nobody likes ska. If you like ska, um, you're actually lying. Um, you're you're either lying um, or you hate yourself. Because uh, Kevin, how am I going to enjoy those wonderful skateboard video games if I don't have a nice ska if, soundtrack? If you don't, in the background? if you don't have eighteen hundred horns blaring in each ear, good point. Thanks, ska. Kevin, Kevin, how am I going to keep my room clean? If I don't have somebody constantly reminding me to pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> that, that was a stretch. Point. No, I I approved of it. Um, nah, ska, ska is upbeat and fun. It's great driving music. Whereas smooth jazz is like... Yeah, if you're wearing put, a put beret you and music. suspenders and no shirt. Like, who... Look at the... look. Look at the contingency that is like, look at a ska band. Just look at a picture of them. They're the most misfitty, homeless bums you could ever see. Unless they're costume superheroes like ska band the Aquabats, which are legitimately a super good band. I love the Aquabats with such songs as Demolition Rickshaw and Mechanical Ape. I... Yeah, let's also think... talk about how great uh, ska band names are. Like, they're they're all they're they're so confident. Like the Mighty Mighty Boston's and yeah. Skavuvi and the Epitones and Tokyo Ska Paradise Orchestra. And was Five Iron Frenzy was that ska? Uh, might have been Christian ska. No, nah, if we're going with Christian ska, you got to go OC Supertones. Uh, the W's. The W's were darn good. Yeah, I guess Fiverr and Frenzy was... Yeah, they were ska. 
Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Um, Smooth jazz, though, there's like... If you invite a girl over and there's smooth jazz playing, like, the gig is up. She knows that you're going to try and pull a wait, fast one. Wait, the smooth jazz gig? Yeah. Like, like it's, they have to go it's home like, oh, right this, now? This guy, is, like, this guy is trying to romance me. There's no, there's no surprise to smooth jazz. Yeah, but no, but but that disarms women though. When they hear smooth jazz, they're just like, I, I must be possessed by you. I have to, you, I have to be owned by you. And I, I don't even care that I be dating a ghost. Right. <laughs> I have to be possessed by you. Uh, well, what do you think? Hey, what played? What was the soundtrack to narrate Patrick want- Swayze? glorious you know return from the dead to his lover and ghost i i think it was smooth jazz um ghostbusters reboot where um slimer has a date coming over and he's just wearing like a smoking jazz jacket and listening to smooth jazz (laughs) just a smoking jacket nothing else another thing like ska though is upbeat and it's fun whereas smooth jazz like if you put on a smooth jazz channel while you're driving at night that's gonna put you right to sleep that's a disaster uh, waiting to happen. No, it's going to remind you that the gentle the gentle touch of night is with you and and is is right next to you and is ready to envelop you. I'm sorry. Maybe I'd like to listen to that <laughs> and like, pull you so, off the road. So you're saying you're saying Scott is good because it's just so obno- obnoxious and annoying that there's no possible way you could be uh, in a peaceful Kevin, state of mind while The word you're there. looking for is upbeat. In a sense, yes. It's upbeat. No, it's yeah. not it's not upbeat like like you can all you could be things that are upbeat can also be annoying like cheerleaders who well basically any cheerleaders i would say are upbeat <laughs> and annoying um motivational speakers upbeat and annoying ska upbeat and um, annoying but just wouldn't you rather listen to a motivational speaker if he had a ska soundtrack <laughs> and was wearing a hawaiian shirt unbuttoned three buttons and his chest hair kind of poking out um, and also has horns. I don't know. And is wearing. Crocs. I feel like a motivational speaker is is more likely to start with the ska, but then end with the smooth jazz. Because he wants you to he wants you to believe in you, and you need to find your center for that. Let's get real for a moment. Let's kid. see. Can can we be real? To some smooth can jazz. Can we can we have some real talk right now with with the uh, uh, Thelonious Monk? We had fun here today, but seriously. Pantsing is an epidemic. <laughs> uh, but seriously, trans fats will kill you. Um, seriously, like Thelonious Monk is the name of a smooth jazzician, and you can That's say the true. and you can say the word jazzician if you're talking about smooth jazz. <laughs> what do you what do you Scott uh, Scott ma- Skyster Scott Skameister? Uh, no, he's a scartist. A he's a scartist. Oh. <laughs> he's a ska ska artist. All right. So jazzician versus scartist, formerly known as uh, that. Scottos. I don't know. That sounds like a disease. Uh, you have scartist. You have scartist. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you you can only play the horn from now on. That's all you can do. Jordan, how are you feeling on this? Uh, do you have an allegiance either way? I don't listen to either of these uh, <laughs> musical varieties. Well, you you watch you watch Team AVO as I know, and they that they is... play. That is they play ska for most of their their sped up deconstruction videos. That is the moment where I mute the video and then 
wait. I live it up, man. I have a little dance party. I guess. All right, two scots. I am. I am. Uh, while I'm at work, uh, frequently subjected uh, by my boss to to a fair amount of ska. But the ska is better than the Green Day he makes me listen to. So I will. I will take that. I will give you that. That makes sense. That Spencer loves ska. Yeah. I will give you that ska can more readily uh, turn your thoughts inward and realize the depravity within and and the fallenness of man. Um, <laughs> I I think it re- it so, readily does that. So you're saying ska is um, a direct result of the original? Yes. Well, oh yes. Ska basically. Adam and Eve ate the apple and then got a horn and a set of drums. No, I, I yes. don't think. See, I think I think the apple is a metaphor for ska music. I think they started playing ska, oh. and God was like, "Look, the one what thing. Is this, what is this racket going on in my the garden? One thing I asked you, you not to do. Where are you hiding the boombox? So you're saying ska is the knowledge of good and evil? Yes. You're <laughs> because, saying the because it is was evil. actually the name of a ska band that they went to a concert for. Um, yeah, it's the well. I think it was the Slinking Serpent to begin with, but then they just then guys, they reinvented themselves just as the serpent. Guys, can we can we take this uh, argument into the 21st century and discuss which of these two musical styles sounds better uh, mixed in with dubstep? <laughs> I would love ska step. I would also love to hear some ska dubstep. If anybody has ska step, please, please, please send it. Please our way. keep it to yourself, or preferably destroy it, and don't subject. I, I'm any also more very humanity. curious what smooth dubstep sounds like, though. Just <laughs> the smoothest you, of drops. You wait. You wait forty minutes for that tenor sax to drop. Whoop whoop whoop. It's, whoop. it's like it's like dropping a strawberry in a vat of chocolate. Chocolate. That's how smooth uh, that drop is. It's so is. good. Um, yeah. Milk. Milky, caramely drop. Look, all I'm saying is, I think if I was the president and I had to go up and do a press conference and be like, "Look, look, dudes," and I would say, "I would say, dudes, um, we got we got some real economy problems." I would want some smooth jazz to be playing in the background. Just be like, you know what? Yeah, but we got if... some we got some problems, America. But Ken, but Kenny says it's gonna be all good. But Kevin, if, Although, if I had just Commander been elected, Commander in Chief is another good name for a ska band. <laughs> Kevin, if I was just elected and I'm about to make my uh, uh, I just won speech, I don't know what what they call those acceptance, the acceptance speech, right? <laughs> well, I'm about to make my acceptance speech. I want that ska music playing. I want everyone to know that you know it's time to party. So that, get out those... just, It just really sticks it to your uh, to your competitors' face. It's like, look, out those horns. I'm not even playing good music. I can do that because I'm, I'm the in president. the White House listening to ska. What are you doing? What are you? Do- oh, you're at home in your boxers, <laughs> crying, yourself crying, crying yourself. All right, asleep. we need to take a vote on this one. Uh, I'm going to go with ska because I legitimately really like some ska bands because I love happy no. music. I love, I love. Having that nice, positive driving music, and I also love kickflips. So, <laughs> ska is what I need to go with. Uh, Kevin, how about you? I'm going with smooth jazz uh, for a lot of reasons, but you could boil it all the way down to the fact that dancing to ska music is called skanking. 
So uh, there you go. I had a camper who loved to do that. It was the best thing. And I bet he's going to die alone. Nah, man. He's the best. Oh. All right, uh, Jordan, you got to break this time, man. It's all up to you. Uh, I'm going to go with Ska because I'm walking on sunshine and don't it feel good. <laughs> so, internet, next time you have to choose between making a dubstep remix of smooth jazz or Ska, Go ahead and start dropping those horns. And when you do, drop the beat with it. Please send it our way. And please send it our way. Pick up that ska. And be sure to thank you so much. Be sure to detach your wallet from its chain because give us that money. Our next question comes to us from Matt Schultz. Thank you so much, Matt, who wants to know T Rex versus Pterodactyl. Go. Which is the better dinosaur? Which is the superior dinosaur? I think um, I think the pterodactyl is going to be the better lover of the dinosaurs. How um, so? Because because he's willing to to roost. Well, because he'll he'll settle down with ooh, you. Ooh, that's true. I didn't even think whereas, about that. No, I was just T Rex. He's he's a carnivore. He's you know he's just gonna gonna move from one relationship to another. It's all conquest for him i was i was going solely on the fact that of that song that says pterodactyl lifts us up lifts us up to where we belong um (laughs) and and we fly so high in the moonlit sky um and also how's how's t-rex gonna tell you it's it's all gonna be okay with that with a sweet sweet embrace can't even hug he's got yeah he's got those stubby little arms and you're gonna be like i'm not i don't feel reassured at all about my decision to go back to art school I don't. Nah, he's gonna he's gonna be a good provider. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's also a song that informs us that Rex gonna give it to you. He gonna give it to you. Rex <laughs> gonna give it to you. <laughs> um, yeah, but his uh, vision is based on movement. So the second, like, if you guys are just sitting on the couch reading the paper together, he's gonna be like, "Where'd you go, honey? Where Where are you? I need to. I I can't find you. And it's gonna be like it's gonna be like you're you're married to a hundred and twelve year old. No, that's a fun time. That's <laughs> it's a fun prank you can play on him. Uh. No, if you're angry with him, just just don't move. It's a statue. Or if you got a spy on him. Um, let's talk about fictional dinosaurs for a second. Um, I know DNA. <laughs> Ooh, the pterodactyl God, is not. DNA. Oh wait, no, I think you do see them in the background. Petri was easily the most lovable dinosaur of the Land Before Time crew, and by that you mean I've the most say. annoying. Uh, lovable is the term, and the the little T Rex one couldn't even talk. Two, he was always getting like his parents mad at everyone and all that jazz. Then his parents yeah. started eating people. Well, yeah, and then also who's um, who has caused more destruction in the Jurassic Park? T-Rexes are always tearing folks down, whereas you only had that one scene in the birdcage in Jurassic Park 3 with the pterodactyl. Oh, thankfully, I never saw T-Rex, it. though, has been a constant threat. Well, if you read the book, the pterodactyl scene... I think that's in Lost World, right? No, the pterodactyl scene is in the, first, in the original. first book. Yeah. So it that whole scene in Jurassic Park 3 was actually in the first book. Hey, I like JP3. Hey, I never saw it because I heard it was terrible. But, um, <laughs> hey, hey, what studio is that? Warner Brothers? 
Uh, don't make yeah. me buy all three movies together if I want to buy the Blu-ray of the first movie because that was the only good one. Because that's you, hey, you, are, hey, you have the choice hey. of buying none of them or all hey. of them for fifty dollars. Hey, Lost World was a good movie. No, Lost World was an okay movie because it had Vince Lost Vaughn. World. Jeff Goldblum is La- a great Lost actor. World had uh, an increased amount of Jeff Goldblum and Vince it Vaughn. Also, but... it also had Vince Vaughn and Pete Postlewaite. So. I forgot about Pete Postlethwaite. Um, it was an okay movie. Uh, which of these dinosaurs would you rather ride if you had the option of saddling one and taming it? A pterodactyl. That's like saying, would you rather fly or run along the ground a little bit? Oh, uh, hold on, hold on, Kevin. No. And be able to mow things out of your way and eat stuff. You know how awesome it would be to roll up to like your high school riding a T-Rex? Just be like, what's up? You get my way? I'm going to eat your car. Get out of there. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that uh, the T-Rex is the natural predator of the car. I don't think that's no, how it you've works. No, you've got a uh, bit Kevin, did you, you see trained. Jurassic Park? What? That's all they did was eat all cars. All they did was attack cars in that movie. Oh, they were confused because they had been brought back to life using modern cloning technology. Life kind of like the um, the dinosaurs were confused in the animated movie We're Back. <laughs> Wait, We're Back. Um, was oh, there a, was there a didn't pterodactyl? like John Goodman do the voice of the T Rex in that or something? I, I believe he you, did. Wait, which is a... is that the same as the television show Dinosaurs? No, oh, that was awful. Was there a... that show gave me nightmares? Was there a pterodactyl? The, like terrible twos episode I don't think with the baby where like everybody goes to hell. Oh yeah, he kills everyone. That yeah. episode legitimately gave me nightmares. Yeah, that was pretty terrifying. Yeah, but John I don't... Goodman. John Goodman was Rex the Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> yeah, he was. That movie was awesome. Uh... Although that also when um. Like Professor Screw Eye got devoured by crows. That was another nightmare-inducing uh, TV mo- or t- um, movie moment for Baby Ty Ty. Martin Martin Short played Stubbs the Clown. Julia Child played Doctor <laughs> Juliet Bleeb. Yeah, that was a star-studded cast. Walter Cronkite as Captain New Eyes. Jay Leno as Vorb. That sounds awful. I never saw that movie, and I'm so glad. Let's let's consider the scientific names uh, for these dinosaurs. The, the Tyrannosaurus Rex means tyrant, li- king of the tyrant lizard king. That's pretty awesome. Pterodactyl means winged finger, which I think is where we get the term flipping the bird. <laughs> I, don't think that's, I don't know if that's true. No, yeah, that's um, that's uh, that's that sound. That is that is sound. A sound winged logic. finger. Uh, um, Tyrannosaurus Rex makes me think of Oedipus Rex, whereas seeing the word pterodactyl makes me think of Brad Patriga, the littlest. Ter- seeing the word uh, pterodactyl makes me think of the pterodactyl from Beast Wars. <laughs> what was his name? Uh, I don't even know. Ter- I don't know, but Mega- Megatron was a was a T Rex, which you and, know is pretty. Boring. Wait, I'm gonna have to do my Beast Wars. And Optimus girl. Prime was a truck. So no, he was a no, gorilla. He was a gorilla. Oh, in Beast he Wars, he was Optimus Primal. Oh, oh, I never, I didn't watch Beast Wars, dude. It was so um, a... See, here's the thing. I don't think. 
Tyrannus or uh, pterodactyls, I think, were like some of the only notable dinosaurs that flew. Um, but if you had a Tyrannosaurus, you're just gonna get Gigantosaurus envy because you're gonna be like, oh, I got this sweet Tyrannosaurus. Oh, that's a Gigantosaurus over there. Pterosaur. It's, that was his name. Its its <laughs> name is even better. Why the heck don't I have that thing? And then you're just gonna feel like a fool. That's true. That's very true. And you're gonna get um, you're gonna get Tyrannus or you're gonna get uh, giant theropod envy. And nobody wants that. <laughs> Alright. I, I I feel like we've only scratched the surface. Scratched on the surface, claws, dinosaurs, etc. Okay. Maybe just nodded a bit. Yeah. But we do have to make a decision. So Kevin, which are you going with? Um, I'm going with pterodactyls, the gentle giants of flight, uh, because I feel like, you know, if we were to go back, I feel like the Wright brothers would pick pterodactyls and say, this is, this is man's destiny. And I would say, so you would call it the, the right choice. Right. Oh, yes, (laughs) absolutely. Um, Season two, baby. And, uh, (laughs) that's right. This is the quality. Um, yeah. Jordan, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the the T Rex. Yeah, because I feel like it's a more it's a more efficient mode of transportation. I don't I don't think that that winged finger is gonna be able to lift me as much as Kevin would like to ride one. Uh, I think the T Rex, if I sit on top of its back, it's gonna have it's gonna be like nothing. So like he's not gonna bother, be bothered by that at all. Whereas the poor, uh, the poor pterodactyl. He's gonna be so weighed down, trying to achieve flight. I just pictured a breakup conversation with a pterodactyl. <laughs> I'm weighing. I've just been weighing you down. Well, that's the thing. You could break up with a pterodactyl pretty easy. You could not break up with a tyrannosaurus. He's gonna come to your house and eat you, and then also- eat your family, and then stomp on your house. <laughs> When I think of Tyrannosaurus, I also think of the adorable one you transformed into in Banjo Tooie. And uh... oh, I that I am going to have to go with T Rex because um, hearing T Rex stomping a house reminded me of Dinosaur Comics, which is one of my favorite online comics, and T Rex is awesome in that. And also, one, I'm still afraid of heights. Um, two. I've seen too many instances where a pterodactyl has, like, dropped somebody in their nest and try to feed them to the babies, and I don't want that kind of situation. Can I just give one more rationale I can't, I hate babies. for why nope. I chose pterodactyl? No. Nope. Because the History it, Channel... It's not like we just spent the last ten minutes doing the that. The History Channel ran a special called Tyrannosaurus Sex, and it was about <laughs> dinosaur sex, and I cannot get that hour of my life back. And I wish you I could erase it? those images. You watched it for the full hour? Uh, I had to. How could was I it not? for, like, health class? No, it did was you... for, like, Saturday afternoon class. Did you <laughs> find it strangely erotic? No. It was... So, I never need... There was no reason why I needed to know about how dinosaurs have, have sex. Now, they're, whose they, fault is that? They're not alive. The History Channels. Well, yeah, it is the History Solidly. Channels. Solidly. <laughs> Look, if you put something on TV with a clever pun, I'm going to watch it. Don't do that. 
So before Kevin talks too much about dinosaur copulation, <laughs> Matt Schultz, thank you so much for your question. And next time you have to choose, go ahead with that that T Rex. Um, that T six. You know, and there there are some great documentaries out there that you can find about it. Our next question comes to us from Joffrey Lawton, who Jeffrey Joffrey Geo comes to us from Geo. Geo dude, uh, can we call him Geo dude? Come on, Geo dude. Oh man, uh, he's so stoned. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's a Rolling Stone. Yes. Uh, fun fact: Jordan and I co-manage a fantasy football team named Brock Stones. They're the best. And by co-manage, <laughs> uh, Tyler means when I win, I get Tyler to post Brock fan art. Uh, yep, that's Losers that's about fans. it. That is the my only involvement. I know nothing about football, even though I played it for six years. Um, so he wants to know. Pittsburgh's Permani Bros sandwich versus Philadelphia cheesesteak. Go. Now, oh, I I am a Pittsburgher, and Jordan is from the Philly region. Jordan, do you have an allegiance to the cheesesteak? Uh, yeah, I do. Because I, I have not had a positive cheesesteak experience. Have you it's had always- a Philadelphia cheesesteak? I have had plenty of cheesesteaks with the word Philly in front of them. Uh, that would be an incorrect. Uh, have you have you the, been within the city limits of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania? Gone to I don't think so. Within my life, gone to <laughs> Gino's, Pat's, or Tony Luke's, or uh, a number of other. Fine Every Philly cheesesteak I have. The meat is too thin, and then it's wrapped around too thick a cheese that isn't even melted all. Why the would way. you want thick meat, man? Because that's I where want, the flavor. That that's where the flavor hides. I want some girth. What I want is a what you want. Bagel, you want a steak. Girth. You don't want the bun or the cheese. You just want a steak. I just want. I want chopped steak. I want steak burger, and I want coleslaw and fries piled up on top of that on two nice pieces of thick. Look, bread. the man that, wants that lettuce will, and tomato. The man thick wants bread that a... will instantly become soggy. <laughs> the yeah. It's great. The man wants a passport to flavor country, and he's not getting there. That passport is not a Philly cheesesteak. That passport is a Permanente Bros. I have had a Philly cheesesteak in Philadelphia, in downtown Philadelphia. Um, and Danton. It was good. Danton. Danton, Philadelphia Abbey. Danton, um, Philly Abbey. <laughs> um, and it, it was good, but a Permanente Brothers sandwich, while being very affordable is freaking amazing. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. did you want a giant pile of meat? Oh, yeah, I did. Did you want fries? Yeah. Did you want them on your sandwich so you don't have to eat them separate? Well, that would be delightful. Thank you. Did you want some coleslaw just to add a little bit of delicious zing to it? Uh, Yeah, I didn't know that I wanted that, but now I do. Oh, wait. Oh, that's a Permani Brothers sandwich. Go. All right? Like, yeah. there's no, there's no question. It is the greatest of but all there, sandwiches. But there is a question, because I know for a fact that Tyler, for Manny Brothers, is not Tyler's preferred sandwich place of choice, even in the city of Pittsburgh. That is true. Oh, that's a, that's... Carson Street. Carson Street. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm always going to prefer Reuben. I mean, Reuben's Ruben Stoddard just... is the <laughs> finest uh, American Idol winner. Way to, so. way, to, way to mine 2002 for that joke. 
So I prefer the Carson Street Deli just because they have a mean Reuben. Because I'm always going to go with the Reuben. But my second best is I got to get that corned beef Permani Bros sandwich. Yeah. It's so good. Both of those options are going to give you wicked bad breath. Uh, Dude, and wicked. No, because you have all of the... You have all of the fries and coleslaw to match. Look, and wicked gas. <laughs> that doesn't but the point work. Is, and tomato, so it's healthy. The point is, <laughs> the Permani Brothers sandwich gives you terrible breath and terrible gas, but it is the litmus test of a, of a woman worth marrying, because if she knows the value of a good sandwich, she's going to say, your flatulence, your flattest, and your bad breath don't matter because you've got good taste in sandwich. Let's go eat some pastrami. Also, you want a lady who's going to be able to finish that permani rose. Yeah. Cuz you don't you want know. you don't want one of those. Oh, maybe I'll get half while I mean her getting half. Oh, would... maybe 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 you do because then you get Cuz then you a get a sandwich, sandwich and a half. half. That's true. So either way you win with permanis. Now, Jordan, as the as the Philly native, what what is the essential components of a cheesesteak? What kind of cheese do you put on there? Uh, if, is it like spray cheese? Yeah, if like you're if cheese? you're going 100 percent authentic, it's got to be cheese whiz, which That's, I'm not. Which a fan is disgusting. Of. That sounds pretty gross, Jordan. Can you defend that choice at all? Oh, hey, would you uh, like room temperature cheese from an aerosol can? No, you wouldn't, because unless you... unless you're doing like whippets <laughs> off the cheese whiz can. That's, I mean, that's after and a really. See anything that's after that. a really tough day, though. I mean, that's you've had. Real and bad. isn't it true that the original like Philly cheesesteak people are super jerks? If like you don't know the lingo on how to order, yeah, they're all no. You're you're thinking of Jack in the Box. That's that's like oh yeah, it's cause that's like you have to be very away. specific about what kind of what kind of puppet you want inside of your. <laughs> you gotta yeah, say no, uh, I haven't. Box. I haven't run into any lingo issues. If you say, hey, I don't want onions, that is, or hold the onions, or some equivalent of that. So you're going to ask a man to hold onions all day long just for your sandwich preference? Oh, guess what? Permani Brothers doesn't have onions, because they know what people want, and it's not onions. Yeah, but guess what I can get with my cheesesteak? A side order of fries that I can eat at my leisure. They're already on the sandwich. No, you can get with your Permani Bros sandwich a side order of beer. (laughs) I could get that with my cheesesteak as well. Uh, But you you can have the option. At Permani's, it's their number one bestseller. Yeah, plus. Because you go in there and they have the the Permani's um, steak sandwich and it's their number two bestseller. And you say, what's the number one bestseller? And they say beer. Plus. You can get it. You can get that sandwich soaked in that beer. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and also you you bring that. up a fine point, Tyler. Their number two bestseller is their version of a Philadelphia cheesesteak. That is better with fries. See, I disagree. I I like my fries on the side. I I mean, oh, I, given, oh because you the like option of you like given the option of fries or no fries i would like fries but ideally i would like fries on the side because i like having sides oh the because, only the only because meal fries I like and that... meat fries and meat can't be in the same sandwich oh they're too different you know what you gotta do you gotta go to permani bros and you get a side you get them fried pickles yeah, then you can be your segregationist, you know, evil self and support integration. Look, all I'm saying is that Permani Brothers is a progressive sandwich shop for a progressive nation. All I'm saying is I like is my fries crisp, and when they're covered in coleslaw juice, they're not crisp. Mm, but the coleslaw is crisp. 
not really. It's also soggy because that is what made everything else soggy. It's crunchy. It's not crisp. Hold on a minute. Which? It's still limp. Which sandwich, or which sandwich sandwich a tour, offers the colossal fish and cheese sandwich? I believe that would be the. Ooh, that's correct. Yeah, but hold on, Kevin. One hundred percent correct. Which which one of these two options is a franchise? So we Jordan make... is literally holding his laptop screen right now. No, I'm not. Lean I forward not and grab actually. the side. I'm, I'm holding up my hand saying, hold the phone. You're comparing a franchise versus a sandwich. I'm just saying so... that is an option of a Permani Brothers sandwich. Pick, fine. Well, it's Philly cheese fine. Steak. It's an stuff. option. I could put fish. Like, there's chicken cheese steaks. You could make a fish steak. Like, who cares? There's really a chicken cheese steak? Yeah. That, there are oh chicken cheesesteaks. I don't you know. That doesn't them, sound Tyler. like a good idea. <laughs> when have I eaten those? Uh, when I went to visit you and Ligonier and we had those uh, awesome... Uh... Oh, oh, that wasn't it. That... Oh, oh, well, thanks, yeah, I guess Thanks for inviting yeah. me to that, guys. Thanks so much for extending that invitation to me. Oh, interesting. Kevin, you live in New York. <laughs> I can. I have public transportation options. There are trains. You can take a point. taxi all I, the way out there. I could. That would be well, a pretty... Guys, guys, we'll all... We'll all hit Fort Days sometime. I'll show, show you around the wonders of Ligonier. But we have to take a vote. Um, I am going with Permani Bros because I'm a Pittsburgher, and also they're legitimately delicious. Jordan, I'm guessing you're going with the Philadelphia cheesesteak. I'm not positive. I am, but I, again, this isn't really a fair comparison because you're you're comparing a fast food franchise. We're comparing a regional a... sandwich. No, it's a... a regional sandwich. I, I don't think that is what you're comparing. You're comparing the concept of putting fries and coleslaw on a sandwich versus a type of sandwich. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah. it doesn't. It's not even a fair comparison well, because the one of those one of those fries and coleslaw sandwiches is a cheesesteak. Yeah. Well, Kevin, how about you? Yeah. Split well, this tie that's a good point, the... Jordan. But Kevin, <laughs> would you like to finish this as the Ohioan slash? New Yorkian, well, which is better. Let me just, Would you rather go get a Permani Bros sandwich or go get a Philadelphia cheese? Let me just tell you where I'm coming from on this decision, Tyler. Uh, I'm a red-blooded American who loves freedom, who loves diversity, who loves delicious local cuisine, and who, above all, just wants a good old, cheap, delicious sandwich. That also doesn't spit in the face of Martin Luther King Jr. And for that, that's a good point. Those are hard to find. For that, are cheaper than Permani Brothers sandwiches. That's incorrect. Uh, When you when you factor in when you factor in the cost of living in Philadelphia versus Pittsburgh, it is hands down. The uh, Permani Brothers. We aren't we aren't arguing Philadelphia versus Pittsburgh. We're arguing. Oh, but no, but but you can taste. That inflated cost of living in the Philly cheesesteak because it seeps in. You can't help it. Yeah, you and know. you can taste the dirt in the Permani Brothers sandwich from being in Pittsburgh. Oh, I'm sorry. You mean the hardworking sweat of the steel worker? Good point. I choose the Permani Brothers. <laughs> because that's why everybody wants to taste that sandwich. I choose the Permani okay, Brothers cool. sandwich every day. Every day. Uh, and I will take the hardworking boxing sweat of Rocky in my Philadelphia <laughs> cheesesteak. So... so- Geo, dude, 
Thank you so much for your question. He's from Pittsburgh anyway, so who cares? Yeah, and uh, you know, let's uh let's go get um the number one and the number two bestsellers at Permani Bros sometime. Whale of a fish uh, and <laughs> pastrami. <laughs> so thank you so much. Um So that's the end of our episode. Tyler, you wanna go and uh you wanna give us some yes. some clerical matters? Also, shower some praise on us from listeners. Yeah, thank you guys. Let's let's get real. Turn on some. Go to YouTube and put on some smooth jazz. We we had fun here today, but um, let's let's real talk for a bit. Um, seriously, thank you so much to everyone who's been listening to the show, who's been supporting the show. You guys have been super super great. Um, and. I know that it's been really fun for the three of us to be able to do this together. I think we can all agree that we're closer friends because of it. Uh, it's helped us to stay in touch. And also, it's just been, you know, a really cool way to connect with so many people that we, you know, have never even met in real life. I think about a good third of our fans now are, are folks that we don't know IRL. So it's thank you so much for enjoying the show. And, and for passing it I on. Am, yeah, and for passing it on. Um, let's go ahead and read some of the... Um, we put out a call for folks, you know, if they had anything that they wanted to be read on the anniversary show. Or green. And we got, some, yes. we got some great response for some really, really awesome folks. So here it goes. I'm going to power through these. Um, well, actually, no, I'm not going to power savor through it. these. We'll, we'll, take, we'll savor it. We'll let it marinate for a while. And then at the end of the episode, we can grill them all on up. Oh, yeah. Um, but first, uh, our first message comes to us from Dan Becker, seriously awesome dude, who says, thanks for the awesome show, guys. I listen to MVB because you guys answer the questions that I stay up all MDV? night. Did you say MDV? I listen. The Minnesota driver's vehicular I listen to MVP. The most valuable primate uh, <laughs> podcast audiobook, because you guys answer the questions that I stay up all night thinking about. Every week, I can rest easily at night knowing that the most important questions in life have been answered. Thanks for being awesome. No, thank you for being awesome, Dan. Thank you for being awesome and listening to the show. Um, and we're happy that we can help you sleep at night. Um, we know we know you need the help after all those terrible things you did that summer. So. <laughs> It's all good. Our next question, or not question, ah, getting into host mode. Our next comment comes to us from Kimmy Wenland, big supporter of the show since the beginning. She says, congrats, Ninjas vs. Podcast. I was there when Tyler was coming up with the idea long before the show was conceived. He drove Amy Kreider, another fantastic person who I hope still listens to this show, and I to and from church, and we were walking past the PLC when he described this weird X versus Y radio show idea. I appreciate you taking so many of my questions. You've solved a lot of my life's dilemmas. Where would I be without you three? Thank you so much for submitting so many questions, Kimmy. And yeah, I guess that that was... How how did we how did we decide that we wanted to start this show? I think. Uh, well, you it, and you and I were driving came... in a car, listening to uh, Mabim Bam. Yeah, we were listening to my brother, my brother. And yeah. me. Thank you so much to those yeah. guys who, for inspiring us to do this show. And you and I were just and like, we were like, "Hey, we should do something like this." Yes, 
And it was also great because you guys graduated two years before me. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. One year before me? Yeah, two. Two, years before two me? yeah. Yeah, and so it, it, it was a really great way for me to stay in contact. And yeah, so thank you so much for kind of facilitating this really fun, awesome thing that we've done. And we're so glad that um, we've been able to entertain you. And, and before um, anyone thinks I didn't contribute anything, I came up with the name, so. <laughs> yeah, Jordan definitely came up with the name. He's He's been there since square one, ever ever since he was a robot at the uh, kids' table uh, when we first started recording this podcast. <laughs> our next question comes to us from our listener with the best name, Murph Murphy, who says, I found you guys on the Something Awful forums. And it's been a guffaw fest ever since I downloaded my first episode, which I think was episode eight. You quickly won your way into my weekly rotation, especially with puns like MPT, empathy, empathy, and MP3. <laughs> uh, I believe I made that pun. Uh, I think you can Seriously, safely assume that every pun. Congrats on hitting is... that one-year mark. Uh. <laughs> Since there are three of you, that means you have like 100 years of podcasting experience between you, if my math is right. Impressive, since the internet is probably only like two years old or something. Keep the funny pipeline flowing, Murph, who likes Squirtle because he is blue and round and probably has a drinking problem. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Murph. Yeah, and thank you to everyone from the um, the Something Awful forums who have been super supportive. Uh, Cole Ross and Gary Butterfield at Watch Out for Fireballs. Um, the guys at um, Dork Knight. Uh, the guys at uh, oh Historians of Time. Everyone who's who's plugged the show and has supported the show. You guys are all fantastic. And thank you to everyone who's found us from the Maximum Fun forums. I mean, we owe a ton to the Max Fun guys for inspiring us, and we're so glad that we were able to find like-minded people there who enjoy our podcast. Yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of a shame that we got listed on the Something Awful forums. I would have liked to have been on, you know, something pretty great, but... Hey, you can post <laughs> us on the end of the internet, Jordan. You're, you're a super elitist message board. Uh, it's no good anymore after the Megalocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> our... Here's our next letter that starts, Dear Tyler, Jordan, and Kevin, happy anniversary. They say the first year is the hardest, so as you reach your paper anniversary, here's to many more happy years together. You have come through difficult arguments such as Leather Pants versus Wookiee Life Day. That was a tough one. That was, that was that number was one. Diff- that was, that was a very one. difficult argument uh, to figure out what in the world we were arguing. <laughs> and most popular, Executioner versus the least popular monk. And Battle of the Goldbergs. <laughs> Through it all, you have kept your relationship alive, and the magic is apparent to all of those t- in your lives and who subscribe to your podcast. I've learned and continue to learn so much from your podcast, and it is a pleasure and a blessing to have you in my life and on my iTunes. With my sincere admiration, Jif Joff Jam Jew Lawton. Oh. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jif Joff, who is one of our most active fans and who has become, you know, has become internet friends with uh, with the three of us. Uh, I'm actually going to be probably like doing lunch with him on Thursday, so I mean, I'm nice. I'm ahead of you guys, but that's, <laughs> that's that's when that's when this uh, podcast will be released. Th- but he lives <laughs> in my city. I think uh, in light of my semantic but... slip up, I'm going to start calling him the Happy Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> he is super happy. 
Um, and our last comment comes to us from Holly Stansberry, big fan of the show, who gave us some reasons why she likes the show and why she dislikes the show, which is pretty great. Um, reasons why I like MVP. Bringing the humor while I work in a cubicle. All of the really obscure references that are made, especially when I actually get them, despite their possibility of alienating many listeners, openly admitting that you will probably be alienating listeners, and especially any time Kevin uses the sentence, well, when I was at Comic-Con last year. Uh, Three, any time you ask questions of your five lady listeners, because then I can really say to myself, Hey, I'm a lady. It's almost like they're talking to me. And for the record, well, I really, really love cheese. If you get a million dollars, give those ladies shoes. Fancy cheese costs 10 bucks. Fancy shoes cost $500. Uh, I believe I voted shoes in that Point argument. So. I also vo- voted for the Crocs wrath. I don't think save us all. I don't think you're looking apocalypse. I don't think you're looking at fancy enough cheese. <laughs> Point made. I can't remember off the top of my head any other questions you asked of the ladies. Oh, well. And number four, the fact that Kevin finally accepted my friend request. Number five, those beautiful spam comments. Oh, and number six, anytime friendships are ruined. Oh, man, she likes a lot about this show. Reasons why I dislike Ninjas vs. Kevin Gall. I I once looked up the MVP Twitter. There hasn't been a tweet since August. Um, What's up with that, That, Jordan? I am not in charge of making the tweets. No, what is up with that? You gave me the wrong password. I will find out the correct password and give it to Kevin. Thank you. Because he uses Twitter a lot more than I do. Yeah. We'll facilitate that. Thank you for calling us out on that. Um, yeah, on our two, anniversary. Cl- <laughs> yeah, wow. Kevin keeps claiming that he has made up all these wonderful drinking games, but I never, but never actually gets around to sharing them. What's I'm that? so sober right now. Oh, shoot. Kevin, you need That's to put so some rules sober. up. That's a good point. We had some good, uh, and then, good debate drinking games. Third reason that you only record once a week. Yeah, yeah, I know. Busy you mean, and all that. You mean once every <laughs> once two every weeks? Once every other week. <laughs> Bi-weekly. Um, quasi-weekly. <laughs> but I've been in reruns for weeks now. Reruns. Oh, man, you've been in reruns for even more weeks now. Um, no, but really, in all seriousness, I have been having a super bad day at work today, so I put on an episode, that it, and it definitely cheered me up, oh, even hmm. if it was a rerun. Oh. So good job there. Keep on keeping on that. Also, oh, she has a recommendation for our final ninjas versus question, so we'll get that in a second. Thank you so much. Yeah, if anybody has good ninjas versus questions, I am always coming up with those at the last minute. But love, Mother Panda. So thank you so much to everyone who who sent your your thanks. I mean, it's it really does mean a lot to us. It's it's been super cool doing this, and it's super cool that you guys like the show. Um, thank you to animal tropical who did our intro 20 miles they are a super cool band and i think they're starting to put new music out so i'll try and get some of that up on the uh up on the old podcast fan page which you can go on our podcast fan page and please check out the likes because we have liked other shows that support us we've liked um the georgehampy.com facebook page uh there there are so many things that we like that you can check out and thank you so much to sparrows and crows for our awesome outro and um, Eric Tribio in general, who makes this podcast happen by letting us uh, use his hosting, the pod mother. which because we could, we would not be able to afford uh, hosting 
if it were not for Eric. So that thank you so much for that. And if you would like to send a question into the show, uh, go ahead and email it to ninjas versus podcast. That's versus VS no period at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook um, slash ninjas versus podcast, Twitter slash ninjas versus podcast or tweeting with the MVP hashtag or formspring.me slash ninjas versus podcast. Uh, Jordan, do you have a tweet of the week for I us? I do. It's from Envoice Pay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is presumably, uh, I, I, I don't know, but they want us to know, did you know that we can process your credit card payments for you? Without a contact, and all for of those less. payments we make, oh, I don't, it doesn't get better than that. So yes, uh, if you want to give us your credit card information, we can process that for you. <laughs> I'll, I'll process that for free personally. We will process it personally. I have a lot of things I need to buy. <laughs> um. So yeah, look for um exciting things in the year to come. Not sure what those will be. Actual, got, actual tweets. Of... Maybe it'll be regular episodes. Um, we are going to be doing a live podcast at some point this year up at, at Grove City College, our alma mater. So anyone who's in the greater Pittsburgh area or anyone who listens up on campus. While we're there, uh, we're, we're, we're looking to get officially recognized by the college as Grove yeah, City's most successful be... podcast. <laughs> yeah, because Wait. we have um, officially... We have officially overcome um, D Mort's uh, like jazz podcast that he. Wait, did. really? We have more listeners. I'm pretty positive. Uh, Boom! Really more episodes so. as well. Done. So yeah, we gotta get we gotta get in that gee dunk. We gotta get in that alumni magazine. Yeah, get in that gadunka dunk. Ah, uh, yeah, we do. Um, that honky tonk. I, I know. I know some people that write for it. I'll get us in there. Yeah. And, uh, um, I mean, we got a lot of cool changes coming up for the next year, which by that, I mean, we have no, no changes in mind, so. But hey, so hope if, you, well, if you like, hope what, you like what you see, if you like what you get now, you can get a lot more of it. Yeah. Um, something, maybe something else that we've been thinking about is if you have, um, if you have audio recording capabilities and you would like to record an MP3 of yourself asking us a question. Um, you can go ahead and record that and send it to Ninjas vs. Podcast. We can go ahead and just splice that into the show. And, um, you know, you would have your voice on the podcast. And then you can go up to your friends and be like, hey, there's this podcast that I'm on. You should listen to I it. exist on the internet. So check me out. Or, you you know, if you have a answer question on or a question answered on this show, then, you know, share it with folks. You know, one of the best ways that um we kind of get around is by folks just sharing it with the people they love you know people who have similar senses of humor if you're going on a road trip we've had so many people have listened to it with friends on road trips and we've gotten new listeners that way thank you so much for doing all that and really um you know it's super helpful if you rate us and review us on itunes i think we have about like 45 ratings on itunes right now and um, somewhere near about 120 fans on Facebook. So if you could just take a minute out of your time to go and do that, like that is a super easy way to show your appreciation for the show and help other people to find it. Also, new innovation for this coming year, 3D. This podcast also, will be in 3D. Another third dimension is smell. Another improvement we're toying around with, 
being funnier. I mean, I'm <laughs> yeah, not being funnier. I'm not sure if we're gonna get to that. Uh, it's been, it's on the table. Look, but we're we're gonna do some focus groups. Uh, We've been workshopping being funny for yeah. about a year now. Um, we're gonna use more props. <laughs> Uh, we're yeah. gonna do... Think Carrot Top. Yeah. I'm pretty sure our listeners would like more Wikipedia references. Yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna actually just straight read from Wikipedia and not deviate at all. Um, just like, you know, one episode every couple of weeks, it'll just be just a straight kind of dramatic reading from Wikipedia. And, um, you know, I think there's really a that's, market for that. That's actually... I listened to a couple podcasts that do that. <laughs> No, please no. Please say that there's no. not an internet that allows that. Uh, historians of time and also Wikifilia. Wikifilia is just people reading Wikipedia entries, and it's fantastic. I love it. They did an episode on um, coolest people who have lived on deserted islands. It was really, really neat. Oh, well, at least um, there's some thought. It's not just like, hey, guys. Not. Nah, here's a Wikipedia. It's themed like coolest Here's a Wikipedia article. on Wikipedia. About... And there's one on a- animal husbandry, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, check that out. Um, another great thing that we have, and that Holly mentioned in her comments, because um, she loved our beautiful, beautiful spam comments, is we have a website, ninjasversuspodcast.erictribio, E-R-I-C-T-O-R-I-B-I-O, dot com, where you can stream all of our episodes. It's a great place to share it with friends. And also, because it's a WordPress, we get awesome, awesome spam comments. So I'll give you a couple of highlights from this week. Uh, these are actually ones that I um, that I got well at work today because my email kept asking me to approve them, and I will approve them. Um, our first one comes from Jameson Sala. I'm guessing this is um, the editor, Jameson, Mr. Jameson, um, who commented on episode two, Sasuke-kun! I simply want to tell you that I am very new to blogs and honestly savored this page. Very likely I'm going to bookmark your website. You amazingly come with really good writings. Many thanks for revealing your website. Many thanks for coming to our revealing. I mean, we were building it up for a while now, but we uh, we cut the red tape, and we're 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 glad you like it. We're we're glad that you're a fan. Um, stick with us as we um, uh, sail it into an iceberg. I just mixed art revealings and cutting the red tape for boats. You mean smashing a bottle smashing against a boats, <laughs> christening. Christening. Thank you for christening our podcast. Um, our next comment came to us from SiteLink, who episode, who commented on episode 32, interesting, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and our final comment for the week came to us from French Malone, my favorite Malone, <laughs> who commented on episode 10, four score and 20 drinks ago. That was a good episode. <laughs> We should have had um, 20 beers ago. That would have made... Oh, that would have made more pun sense. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm the worst. I was probably quoting the show, though. It's our own fault for not taking advantage of that pun. Uh, but their comment was, Garza Roach. <laughs> Fascinating. So, but interesting. I'm... Yeah, that's... um. 
That's actually we're bringing uh, a Garza Roach, which I can only imagine is a um, Rastafarian uh, cockroach who is also smoking a roach. <laughs> so thank you so much, you you wonderful, wonderful spam bots. Tyler. And thank you. This is, uh, sorry, you can cut this out, but did you, did you translate that all Spanish comment on? No, I don't think I did. On, um, ninjas equals podcast? No, did you? Uh, yes. I told you, I told you on the campus, but the same A1A1Nhurabuena, we're all good, (laughs) but your time lapse is effing great. Deserve to win. (laughs) And I hope as was the thing that got you Logitech for something worth. Greetings. <laughs> to see if we are coming to AF1 OPS to recognize me, I'm the long-haired guy who was obsessed with the MKV format. I was close <laughs> to you throughout the campus. <laughs> well, if there are two thing, three things that our podcast is known for, it's um, long-haired guys, um, our wonderful use of time-lapse, <laughs> where you can actually skip to the end of the episode and not have to listen to any of the bad jokes. <laughs> and also our promotion of A1 sauce. Uh, when we rhythmically chant A1, A1, A1. A1. Oh, we didn't we didn't do it that time, but we do it all the time. We do it. It's classic us. So thank you so much for joining us. Our final question, keeping with the Ninjas versus podcast theme, and suggested by our own mom, Mama Panda, Holly Stansberry, Ninjas versus Eric Turibio. Go. Uh, I'm going to go with Eric Turibio because what people don't know is that he is actually (laughs) Spider-Man. And he can just, you know, web web away. He's got them Spidey senses. Well, yeah, his Spidey senses will tangle if the ninjas try to attack. Uh, I'm going to go with Eric Turibio because as soon as he says... We're going to have a summer party, and we're going to bounce and shake our bodies. Ninjas are going to be like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. All right, we don't need to fight you anymore. And I am also going to go with Eric Turibio, because honestly, those those ninjas can't even afford their own website hosting, and they're just going to be so unorganized, they're not going to be able to, to rally or, or set up a fan page or anything like that. And so, you know, when they try and flash mob to attack him, he's he's going to be ready for him with that acoustic guitar of his. Also, he's going to bop he's going to bop him on head. He's going to bounce and shake his body and they'll be dead when he's all done. <laughs> when we're all done. Yeah, when we're all done. Do- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <laughs> as as ever, um, I'm Tyler. I'm Jordan and I'm Kevin. Oh, and until next time, Thank you so much for a wonderful first year. Oh God, please stick with us. Red we have trip. S- we have s- maximize. Oh, <laughs> uh, we have so we have so little to live for anymore, listeners. It's just reruns. Where we dance and the spinner terrorize. We're gonna bounce and shake our bodies. I never thought about the fact that the um. And we'll be that, dead uh, when we're all done. Of course they are. all the fun. Like Pterosaur. Yeah, they were behind the 1993 World Trade Center. Yeah, the they were behind the 1970s. Yeah. Let the grass scratch up our legs. Whatever. whatever, whatever. And, and I think Sticky Smalls was actually a um, Decepticon. That's why 
that's why he rapped about blown up like the world. Exactly. And, and he didn't actually die, he just transformed into a band. You are not king yet, Simba. You can't, you can't do that. Simba, remember who you are. You are my son. Uh, when we die, our bodies become the grass. And then the antelope beats the grass. It's the circle of life. <laughs>